South Van Studio in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production presents Under the Water Tower, sponsored by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Believe it or not, this is our 30th episode. Uh, really been enjoying doing this, but can't believe I've already been through 30 of these. So, great number. I know. It's uh, quite amazing, Derek. I mean, the fact that we've been doing this twice a week for now 15 weeks is pretty insane. But, uh, you know, worked through our uh, football season. Uh, still have football to discuss here in a little while, but uh, worked through a full football season. Got basketball coming up. Pretty amazing, Derek. It's been a lot of fun so far, 30 episodes in. Yeah, and, you know, we're not 29 forever. So we're not, we're not going to pull that. We're going to go 30. No, no, we're, we're going go, 30. We're going to go there. We'll go 40, and pretty soon we'll be at 55. That's exactly right, Derek. Speaking of 55, Team Couch of Birch Realty possesses over 55 years of combined experience in the residential real estate market in DeSoto County. Team Couch is our presenting sponsor, and they have been for nearly two months. Again, we thank them so much for being uh, our presenting sponsor and believing in the Under the Water Tower podcast each and every Tuesday and Friday. Please reach out to Team Couch of Birch Realty for any buying or selling of DeSoto County residential real estate. Brian and Terry and their team at Team Couch of Birch Realty Group can take care of you with anything, any closings or any listings uh, issues that you might have. Reach out to Team Couch or Birch Realty, 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or visit them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. UTW podcast recorded each and every Tuesday and Friday morning at the mobile car and van rental studios at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. Formerly Mid-South Vans, mobile car and van rental is the newest and only car rental place in Hernando, Mississippi. Please reach out to them at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555 for any car rental needs. We're turning uh, our attention. We've got several topics, several good topics to talk about today. Uh, The first being um, we're going to stay again in Hernando under the water tower, and we're going to talk about the Hernando Alderman meeting that happened on Tuesday night. Again, for some of y'all that don't know, that happens the first and the third Tuesdays every month, 6 p.m. at City Hall. They also are live streamed on YouTube during the event. So uh, City of Hernando YouTube station uh, that you can turn, just go to, you can watch it there. And then afterwards, about 24 hours afterwards, uh, and again, you do have to check 24 hours. I had some people say that they tried to watch it the next day, and it was actually blacked out till literally the next evening. So it is about a 24-hour turnaround before it's actually on there. Uh, but it is um, on there. I did check it yesterday, and it is it, it is live now. You can watch it. So, again, on the YouTube channel, City of Hernando, uh, you can watch that within a day or so after the uh, after the meeting. But yeah, Derek, be, uh, Derek, you and I were given a hard time by our, our um, correspondent, Hernando Alderman correspondent, that was uh, on the scene there for the meeting on Tuesday night. He was uh, quite adamant that we were uh, – he actually called us hypocrites for not showing up. Well, uh, you know – <laughs> Some some of us have have a life outside. We, I agree. We, we do have other things we have to do. Uh, but again, uh, we, we did pro- watch it, and Hernando understands that. That's why they make it live stream, right? Uh, and also can follow up uh, the day after. Do you think maybe we could improve the camera angle? See if we can maybe we, help um, with that. That that's probably something that yes, that's something. Yeah, we're going to work on that. We, we are going to actually. You know what? Through outside groups, we probably can work. Yeah, on I that. think we can probably get a little bit better camera for our uh, autumn meetings <laughs> going forward. Uh, not the best angle, kind of over in the back corner there. Uh, it's not very easy to see. But and sometimes uh, when people call in the boom mic, probably a better boom mic for the people yeah, calling in. We'll figure that out. There are several things we want to look at. Uh, we're going to start just again uh, in order of the agenda. The agenda, and we're only about four or five things. The first order of the agenda, in order, as I said, was there was a a discussion about a amendment 
to the preliminary plat approval, request for preliminary plat approval from Carlisle Development on a three-lot commercial subdivision uh, right there on Commerce Street. Now, this is basically the Wendy's. Um, the Wendy's, the, the local owner of the Wendy's, wanted to uh, put in a road. They have a potential buyer for the lot next to Wendy's. They wanted to put in a road basically between the Wendy's and this uh, other lot tied to the back of the property. Uh, there is about nine acres back there, Matt, that uh, I was not aware it was that, that big back there. There's nine acres that could be potential commercial development in the future once the road is put in. They were asking the city to, you know, for them to put in the road for the development and for the city to then declare it a public road and for the city to maintain it. The city's uh, argument back to them was that they did not want to maintain it at this time because if they had the buyer come in, they put the road in, and the city started maintaining it, you know, the developer could sit on the property, let it appreciate, and the city basically would see no, you know, they don't get any money for that, right? I mean, they're just, they're, they're paying the expense of the upkeep. And, you know, and the seller's land becomes, I mean, excuse me, the uh, developer's land becomes more expensive or more or worth more. And the city doesn't see any value in that. And so they had the discussion back and forth, whether or not bringing in future commercial development with taxes could offset the city carrying the cost of that road back and forth, and they ultimately, right now, approved it. They did approve the road to be put in for the development, but they approved it as a private road that the developer would have to maintain. And then they said in such time as that property starts being developed on that back nine acres, then the city could, in the future, then take that back as a public property. Okay, did the developer say that he seemed to act like he was going to not it was not going to happen or he just said okay, I see how you guys feel about it now, let me think about it. He, he was at he was at the podium, talked, okay. uh, they asked him these questions, he was kind of explaining why he wanted this done. And, and this would, is actually his last name is Carlisle. I, I don't know, I, I don't couldn't know, hear. But he's representing the Carlisle he, Corporation. Yes, absolutely. For those that y'all don't know, the Carlisle Corporation is out of Memphis, very large corporation on I'm going to say hundreds of Wendy's. I think they own Wind Delta, which is going to be hundreds of Wendy's. So, again, Derek, I'm trying not trying to be tacky. He stands up. They're trying to develop something in Hernando. So Keith Brown stands up there. He's the one that presents it. Okay. So Keith takes a few questions, and then the, the, the representative for the developer wanted to come up. Okay. So he came up, and he was explaining why this would be advantageous to the city. Uh, to talk, He started having the conversation. The city was asking him questions. Well, where would it be? Uh, what would the benefit? Would, you know, sidewalks are required yes we're gonna put sidewalks in okay. and that they would build it and then just ask the city to maintain it they and so then he's basically sat down because they kind of asked him a couple questions after he sat back down kind of into the crowd you know and he would answer it kind of hard to hear to be honest uh and then they had discussion among themselves about well what about this well how long is it going to sit well he gets the value and we get expense and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and then um a motion was made to allow for the road i mean he okay. still has to have approval for the right anyway. it, they they this what that, the approval was for the road he just somebody's got to pay public. for it hey we're not going to pay for it but we're going to preview to pay for it if you want to yes okay gotcha. and that's that's and that's how it ended okay that's how it ended so we may okay so, so again, you're talking about the lot on the east side of wendy's yes not the lot between uh wendy's well, and the I, church I take that back i take that back unclear because they listed as 593 commerce street but 593 commerce street is wendy's okay <laughs> So, going to require access to the back lot between the Wendy's and one of the lots. Okay. But, 
again from the uh, not having a copy of the minutes of the alderman and not you know they just that's how keith presented it you know interesting i mean we'll circle back on that uh going real quick so wendy's the owner the current owner owner of wendy's uh has proposed an opportunity for more growth and more tax revenue the a buyer possibly for the lot next to him um and, and some different stuff so uh, at this particular time they didn't say no they said hey we're going to approve your road you've got to pay for it and uh, that that's kind of where that was ended for right now correct that's, that's right Okay, exactly. Moving on now to another huge project, Derek, that actually got put on the shelf for another month, uh, the Madison Lakes project that we've talked about numerous times here on the UTW podcast. Really one of the first things we started talking about uh, with the uh, our favorite planning commissioner, Natalie Lynch, has come on and talked about Madison Lakes. That kind of got some, some what seemed to be some uh, approval in late October, started to kind of maybe have some traction to go in the direction, uh, but there's been a little bit of a snag there. Uh, so Madison Lakes is in kind of a holding pattern right now, and it got shelved till what, the second one in December, correct? Yeah, December 15th. December 15th. The second meeting in December, uh, Madison Lakes will get brought up again. And, and the official reason was uh, there was just issues with the water infrastructure, is okay. the way that was yes. stated. And so the, the developer asked, not the city, the developer asked for it to be tabled to the 15th. Correct. And from, I mean, I don't mind saying this, from what I can tell, the city has asked the developer to put in another water tower. Um, you know, no pun intended, but put in another water tower to take care of that area, the water treatment facility and stuff like that, which is a major cost uh, for the developer. So they're kind of wake, uh, working on some things there, you know, so we'll see where that goes. But Derek, probably the next, the, the largest thing or the, the neatest thing, I guess, coming out of Hernando Alderman meeting last Tuesday, a couple of days ago, was the wards and the vote on the wards to change the voting wards to a little bit more, um, let's just equally say distributed. equally distributed. Exactly right. Uh, something that we've talked about here numerous times, something about Derek that uh, we've put on our website, our Facebook page, put pictures of the proposal, the proposed plan number one, uh, that where things would change to. So um, Derek, catch us up on that. So I encourage our listeners to go and watch the, the video uh, mm-hmm. because it was very contentious. Yep. Um, there was an outside person came and talked. And, and again, we, I'm not going to use, and, and we've chosen not to use uh, names on, on our podcast. I mean, we're gonna, we'll, we'll talk about aldermen. We'll talk about wards. But you know, we don't want to say anybody because you know you can see it for yourself. But an outside of a person came in who used to be a former alderman in the city uh, from years ago came in to talk against the current redistricting you know request, and so he came and talked and, and was passionate about it. So that went on uh, for several minutes uh, of the uh, of the talk. Then you had um, the discussion as to you know what what exactly Ward One was, why that one was chosen, and there was a lot of interplay. Plan One. Plan One. Plan one, excuse yeah, me. Plan sorry. one, I'm sorry. Um, there was a lot of interfighting between the aldermen as to, well, you know, two and five A, those plans were the ones that were promoted by the outside attorney, that, that they were the best options for him to be able to, you know, to defend if, if they were challenged. But that Ward one was the one chosen. However, there was a point made back that, yes, that was technically true. However, we they asked the attorney on the phone uh, in the meeting when the picture for the wards were voted on. This is October. This is back in October. Second meeting of October. That he said, yes, I can defend that. That yes. was on record, so right. that's that's there. So that's, you know, depending on what side you come to, they, they both were right uh, in their arguments. And so it, it went on. Uh, one of the aldermen brought up that the, the Section 2 uh, of the civil rights that says that minority votes should cannot be diluted. Now, purposefully. He said diluted. He said diluted. Somebody else brought up purposely Correct. or intentionally. Yes. I think the word we we'll use was intentionally okay. diluted. Yes. So there was a lot of disagreement as to whether or not this was intentional. Of course, 
the the people that are pushing for it said, or the alderman that pushing for it said, it's not intentional. It's just that this is the best one because it's on natural boundaries. It keeps all the neighborhoods intact. But he said, well, no, it probably is intentional because you picked the lowest minority vote. So I think the highest was 47, 48%. And one of the, the options, I think that was 5A, that was the one that he said he would have voted for. And then the, the lowest was number one, which is 44. So still only a 3 or 4% difference but it was the lowest of the seven or eight plans. So that was there was a lot of contentious argument about that. The other points brought up was, you know, okay, well, why now? Why are we trying to do this now? You know, we've had these, you, you've said that, you know, we've had these numbers 10 years. I, that was, I, that argument was tough uh, for me because here's the deal. Yes, we do probably have to do it next year, okay? But this would be the third election if we did have it without changing it and that we would be out of compliance and we would purposely know this time that we're doing it. It's already been said multiple times on record and by the city attorney that if this was if this happened, it could be challenged, and if challenged, the city would probably lose. So that's not good. And, and so you know, yes, this could have been done. However, it was brought up. Well, why didn't we do it three years ago? And you know, and so the the, the person that the, the alderman that didn't want to do this right now said, well, we should. Why didn't we do it three, three years ago? Why now? Why do we have to do it now? Well. We have to do it now because there's an election coming up. And again, this will be the third time. You can choose to do it whenever you want to after – well, you're supposed to do it six months six after. Six months. You read it to us, yes. Right. They've chosen not to. And so, yes. But the, the reason it's being done now, the reason it's being forced now is because there's a deadline. And what does everybody do? They procrastinate, right? Hold, and so when your feet are held to the fire – I mean, whether it's a, your home life and you okay, I, you know, the bill is due tomorrow. I guess I better go pay it. Right. If, you know, or I got a project due in school. I got to do it tomorrow. I guess I better get it done tonight. Everybody's guilty of that. That's what you've done. Well, now there's an election. Three years ago, there wasn't an election. Two years ago, what's an election? Now there's an election. We got to get it done or wait another, you know, yes, we will have to do it. Ne- we should do it next year. Right. But who says they're going to do it next year? They could wait three years. They could wait four years because we're now we're going to change our ways. Well, you say that, but. You sat on this for ten years, right. so that argument sat on it for ten years. Have spent almost a hundred thousand dollars, well over 60, sixty, sixty-five thousand dollars, right? Well over, yeah, over sixty-five thousand dollars on consultants, attorneys, all this kind of stuff to get the different drawings that we've seen. Here's where we are. Continue to not do anything. Continue to not vote on it. Yeah. That, you know, and it got voted on. And, and that was another argument. Well, we spent all this money. And we're going to have to do it next year. Why don't we just do it next year? Money's already spent. The money's spent. Yep. That's a sunk cost. It yep. is a sunk. Cost, okay? So, and again, if you would have done it 10 years ago and you do it next year and you don't do it again till 2030, guess what? Your costs are spread out 10 years apart. It's amazing how that happens. If you do it on time, you're spending 20 or 30 grand every 10 years. Right. So every other city. Yeah. So, listeners, what Derek's saying is uh, supposed to be six months after the, uh, the census comes out each year. 2000, 2010, 2020, within six months, you're supposed to change everything correctly based off the census numbers. Hernando has not done that. No. Has not done that since 2011. And so, the again, so yes, there will be, there were costs, there were more costs because you did it twice, yep. and you're going to have to do it, you should, I don't say have to, you should do it again, you're supposed to do it again next year. Yes, there will be another 20 or 30 grand thrown to do that, but if you do it, then you get to wait 10 years, Yep, like you're supposed to. Right. Okay. So yes, I mean that's and so why wait? Why have another election that is way outside of deviation that could easily be challenged and with all the publicity probably would be just got to do it now. So had the conversations. One of the aldermen, you know, did a, gave a great speech about why this needs to be done now. Right. And you know what are we talking about? You know we've already approved the plan. 
This has to be done. There's no nobody's ever going to agree on a perfect option. So let's move forward. A motion was made to accept it. Uh, it was seconded. The vote went just like last time. Uh, one of the aldermen uh, was not at the meeting. Was not at the meeting last time. Straight the lines are straight down the middle again. Uh, three voted for it. Three voted against it. The mayor had the deciding vote, and he, of course, you know, he was an advocate for it, pushed to do it. And so now, Hernando, you will have new wards based on the plan one. Uh, we will put this picture on our our Facebook page tomorrow, where you'll be able to see it. And you can kind of look, find your address. The city will have it updated before the or by the first of the year where you can type in your address, find out where your ward is now if you have any question with that. We're not sure right now about the cards. Uh, I've got to call into the city to find out about whether or not a new you'll have new cards actually issued before you vote. But you, there will be no discrepancy. You'll be able to go to the city to find out where you're voting for the elections, which, again, are not until the first Tuesday in April, I believe it's April 3rd or 4th. That's when you can. That's when the election will be held. There may be time to get the cards out. Uh, it won't be in time for the registration of the people wanting to run, but it may be by the time that the vote happens. Right, and so, Derek, I mean, again, listeners, we've been talking about this for probably the last eight, maybe 10 weeks discussing it, asking questions about it, bringing it up to let listeners know what in the world we're talking about, what this means. Again, this simply means like there were a couple of aldermen that had around 34 to 3,500 constituents or voters inside their ward, uh, whereas other people in the the alderman seat had the same votes and only had 900 or 1,000. So it, it was not spread out correctly. It was not spread out the way it's supposed to be according to the Constitution. The Supreme Court has ruled on this. Not not our particular case or our particular city, but the Supreme Court has had opinions on this. So good job by the alderman the other night. Something came of this. This is correct. This is the right thing. If we have to do it again a year from now based off the census numbers, then so be it. I think it's something that's been well overdue, and I'm very happy that it got done. Derek, we saw um, – I think we've seen about three, maybe four people have already announced their runs for aldermen. Yes, uh, uh, and again, we're you know we're not, welcome to come on the exactly, show in the yeah, spring. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes but, in. But, I mean, you look on Facebook. They are announcing right now – right. Two or three in the last two or three days. Exactly. A lot of them are waiting on kind of this to happen. Uh, something happened, and, and, and they're going to do that. We have some some aldermen that are not going to uh, have chosen not to run again uh, for different reasons. Uh, but, Derek, it's something that's pretty neat. What happened on Tuesday night is the is the way that city government is supposed to happen. One man, one vote, or as close to that as you can. And those guys, uh, it, it got done. So I'm, I'm very happy about it and uh, looking forward to the elections coming up in April. I'm sure the UTW podcast will be a very big part of that, um, getting people's work messages out having them opportunities to come in and and get to know the candidates more but uh very exciting time in hernando if you are a citizen of hernando however derek one thing that a lot of people aren't very happy about the hernando christmas parade was canceled supposed to be monday december 7th correct that's right monday uh, december 7th around six night parade, yeah, always, night a parade. Night parade. always a good time we announced last week it was still rocking and rolling because olive branch had canceled theirs and literally yeah, i think uh, two days ago uh we got word come down the hernando christmas parade is canceled it's canceled uh they you know why it's based on the covid based on the number of people it, it is an outside event but they were afraid of the you know usually it's three or four deep on the street uh as the the folks come by the city the way that the, ch- the chamber of commerce is the one that runs the parade they're the ones that made the official announcement and they said that based on after talking on st- to state and to local leaders that they thought this is the best course of action and they said they decided to to cancel the christmas parade now hernando is not unique we uh talked about uh on the last podcast that uh I th- actually last week on the podcast that olive branch was canceled and south haven actually canceled theirs back in september 
uh, and because they have larger floats, so some elaborate floats, and people had already started working on theirs, mm-hmm. and so they went ahead and made their call early. And so it was not something that, you know, you, if you haven't seen anything for South Haven, that's why, because they actually did it two months ago. Just it, you hate to see it it's such a, a joyous time of year that's now been affected. Now, you know, some people debate whether or not coronavirus was here last December. Some right. people say it was, some people say it wasn't. I mean, this is the first December, November, December that we have had known coronavirus. And it, it's it's unfortunately putting a damper on a lot of the holiday festivities. Yeah, I mean, it just really stinks. So Hernando uh, Christmas Parade is such an awesome event each and every year. You know, Derek, it, it is what it is. We've talked about the coronavirus ad nauseum here on the show uh just sad for everybody because it's such a good uh, community event you know we'll see what what happens next year um hopefully we can revive it and, and be a big part of it there and, and everything but look hernando wrapping up the hernando alderman meeting and hernando's uh, christmas parade being canceled we're going to move a little bit north uh of hernando and visit about the south haven alderman meeting had some big things coming out of there uh derek one big thing that you'll talk about in a minute uh involving silo square so talk to us about the south haven alderman meeting alderman meeting uh there wasn't a lot uh well there was a couple things outside of the mayor's report but mainly what i want to talk about today is the mayor's report it did a great job kind of summarizing several things that's going on first thing is is that the city of south haven sent surveys out to all of their employees to ask how they like to work for the city of south haven great survey they've had uh 206 responses which compared to 208 responses from last year 85.6 percent of the employees said that they like working for the city of south haven 85.9% this year. So very, very similar numbers. Their main issue with the city of South Haven, number one issue, health insurance cost. Hmm. You know, that was the the number one complaint they had about working for the city was the health insurance cost. So uh, the mayor did kind of just a brief breakdown of that. But I think that's good that they do kind of get the self-assessment back from the, the employees and want to hear from their input uh, and then he's going to you know he made mention that he's going to read every single comment of all 206 and then kind of sit and present that to the board let them take it home and read it uh in the next couple of weeks just so they can know and, and know maybe things they can try to change in the city uh the next thing is is talking about how well the city has done even during the coronavirus issues sales taxes are up two hundred eighty thousand dollars over budget wow. uh for the first two months of 2020 2021 now their year starts october 1st so basically for the first 45 to 50 days they're already up two hundred eighty thousand dollars above what they expected did he did he mention that chick-fil-a on, on get well maybe 90 percent <laughs> of their sales tax chick-fil-a and the uh, slim chickens exactly. right there they're, they're absolutely knocking it out yeah the chick-fil-a is backed up uh, out of the street yeah so they may be 90 percent. if they're up south haven's up the other one the tourism tax and this is what they use to pay for the tax that they charge in order to pay for their ballparks and stuff like that it is up eighty five thousand compared to budget for the first 45 to 50 days so again just doing great uh great sales numbers people still getting out still shopping still eating in south haven the third thing he talked about and this was actually something i had a separate story on so i'll kind of combine them on saturday this this saturday so tomorrow uh november 21st from 9 to 3 p.m there's going to be free mask handouts at DeSoto Central. So DeSoto Central High School will have free mask handouts. Uh, did not specify what type of mask, whether the surgical mask or the N95s, not sure. But they will have free mask handouts from 9 to 3 p.m. at DeSoto Central on Saturday, November 21st. So, again, if, if you're in need of mask, we don't know what's coming up with the new administration, what the rules will be, what the mayor may re, you know require, excuse me, the governor will require after uh, December 11th. We don't know yet. So, again, if you need mask. If you're tired of washing your mask, you want some disposable masks, they will be having those, again, 9 to 3, uh, Saturday, November 21st at DeSoto Central High School. Derek, I guess you and I struggled off air, the fact that we, we were kind of joking about it, like who doesn't have a mask? You know, I mean, people, I mean, people 
I think a lot of people use it like a one use. A one use. Just okay. I walk in the store, I walk out of the store, I throw my mask away. So you know, if you want to do it that way, that's that's really safe. No. <laughs> but um, it's also you don't have to be carrying. You have like a separate box in your car for mask. I'm, right. I'm not sure. Did you say that's what you do? That's not what I do. No, that's what. Yeah. No, no, no. I say people. You're, yeah, you're pretty frugal. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse, so I'll <laughs> right, take that. Yeah, I'll take that. But yes, that, that's I guess that's you know. But people may yeah. need them, and and again, I don't. I've I, I'm provided some mask, and I do have some cloth masks that I wash. So I've not gone out and bought a box. And maybe right, it, sure. it, it may be going up in price. So again, they are free at DeSoto Central. Nine to three on Saturday. Nine to three on Saturday. The last two things that the mayor talked about were uh, two that I want to spend a little more time on. The first one is is that he made mention. Now he's not done this yet. But he's made mention, and we'll bring up probably the next meeting or two to the board to start a uh, to ask for a leisure and recreation district uh, at Silo Square. What this means, and, and I'm familiar with this because my my hometown of Natchez has this for the entire downtown area. Uh, a leisure and recreation district, if if a, a area or and it has to be meets and bounds has to be drawn out to say that it's only in this section is basically allows you to walk around in and out of restaurants in and out of bars open container right you can um, take a drink from one bar to another that is correct and so but you, it has to be designated that it has to be given that designation by the state they have to ask for it and so he wants to present that to this board to i guess approve first then right. to send to the state to approve for the silo square district now so the state has to approve it yeah i mean it has, yeah, to, be, it has to, to be designated that and, and okay. to allow for that all right so that's what they want to do. Or I guess, it, let me take that back. It may not, I'll, I'll need to do a little more research. I don't know if the state actually has to approve it. It has to be designated by the city. It's something the state allows them to do. Got it. So, I mean, it may have been something the state says, city, it's up to you, but you've got to do these certain things in order to meet that. So right. I, I, I want to kind of backtrack a little on that. What the, but the mayor wanted to say, hey, look, first of all, it's going to be tightly restricted. It's basically going to be silo square. Now, if you go to a concert on the other side, they do have open time. I mean, you're walking around from right, getting your drink yes. at concert, walking up to your seat, maybe walking around to the bathroom. You may be carrying the cup the whole time. That's fine. That's always been fine. This is going to be actually in the Silo Square area. He did specifically mention it's going to be kept to the west side of Getwell. And you're just like, well, what about the bridge? You can walk across a bridge. You can t-. They don't really want that. Because, you know, first of all, walking across the bridge with a drink, that, that could get ugly depending on how many drinks it is. The other thing is, is that, you know, you have ball fields on the east side. And they don't want you taking for everybody to think, oh, I'm in the I'm in the Silo Square area. I could take my drink, watch baseball. Game. No, no, right. no, 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 no. It's going to be kept to the west side of Getwell Road in Silo Square. It's going to be, again, perfectly designated where you can and cannot go. A couple of things he wanted to make sure, and he spoke directly to the viewing audience when he right. said this. Okay. So and that's how I watched it. Because they have it. a good camera. They have, they have a good a, camera. They have a real good camera, real good <laughs> they have a better, Yeah, very, very good camera. Right. He said this is not about nightclubs. Correct. So nightclub hours are not changing or anything like that. Please don't, And this is not about you know trying to bring in a different type of restaurant clientele. Okay. okay. So, you know, we they still have the approval to, you know, they sure. still have to go through the board to approve restaurants, what type of restaurants, what the hours are. They still have every right to set those hours. This is not about changing that. It's about it making it more of an entertainment area where, okay, I got to put this drink down. I got to walk over here. I got to grab myself another drink. Or I want to watch this outside event, but I've got to finish my drink before I go outside and right. watch it or sure. walk around. You know, or my wife is shopping and I don't want to go in the store so I can sit right here on this outside bench and have my drink. Right. It, it's more about, you know, making it easier. And again, I'm from Natchez, Mississippi. They have had this for a while. I'm pretty sure Natchez was, if not the first, one of the first to get this designation. They can walk, you can walk around anywhere downtown Natchez on the sidewalk with a drink. And, you know, and there's not 
people walking in front of cars getting run over. The the in, uh, incidences of hired drunk driving is not it's not there. It's not about that at all. It's about ease of flow, ease of traffic, want people to come down, and then letting them be able to see things without having to stop, finish, go, stop, finish. I think it's a great idea. Again, it's not been proposed yet. It will be on the next one or two meetings. So, uh, again, if you're interested in that, please go to the meeting. Uh, it, it'll be on the agenda. Look for the agendas on the 1st and the 15th for South Haven. Or, you know, again, watch it on, online like I did. Just a good job by Mayor Muscle White. You know, interviewed him a couple weeks ago. Uh, just a, a straight shooter when it comes to uh, the city of South Haven. Loves the city. But also, Derek is very forward-thinking. And, uh, you know, one thing he talked about was when he came back in his 20s not having uh, anywhere to go or, or – or, you know, hang out or enjoy or something like that. So I, I got to, even though he's, I think he said he's, said he's around 50 now, um, I, I would venture to say that having people in their 20s, early 30s, something to do in the city of South Haven is important to him. Still well, I mean, important to remember, him. Remember, they they have the, the tourism tax. Right, exactly. So, you know, you eat out or whatever, there's a there's a, a tax that are getting to pay for their ball fields. And if the people are hanging out, drinking and eating at Silo Square and not going to Overton Square or not going to downtown Memphis right. or not going to Midtown, that's a good thing. Well, I mean, think about it. You, you wrap up a concert at 10 o'clock at night. You're not going down to Memphis. You're spending another two, three hours there in South Haven, Silo Square area, paying for drinks, doing some more stuff. I mean, yep, good job for the city of South Haven. I'm looking forward to finding out uh, what that looks like. And you again, know. once we know, we'll, we'll watch the meetings and we'll yeah. report on here. But, I, again, also encourage you. Uh, theirs is not actually on YouTube. Uh, you go to the city of South Haven's website. Uh, you go to the uh, our government Click on that, go to past meetings, and you can see like live events, past meetings, and then you just click on the date, and the video is actually embedded in their website. Uh, so just, uh, you know, again, as you say, good job by them. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, I mentioned before that the South Haven Christmas Parade has been canceled. It was canceled months ago, or a couple months ago. However, an alderman, I uh, believe the Ward 2 alderman, but an alderman came up at, with an idea of a virtual Christmas parade. Okay. And he presented it on Tuesday night to the um, to the to the mayor and the mayor thought it was a good idea basically the way this would work is they would film the parade they would film the parade a parade route not sure you know again this is this was him spitballing the idea and then saying okay and basically giving approval yeah bring us the information next time we'll see what we can and again now that it's not a date they just need to have something before christmas so they do have a couple more weeks to work with normally theirs is about the first week of december like most of them are you can get closer to christmas now if you're doing it virtually um but they to, to map out a route have some stuff maybe it's, you know sand on a fire truck a couple other things to film it and then basically make it available on their website so Yes, kids, you cannot go and catch candy, but here's the here's here's the parade. Here it is. I mean, I don't know how long the video is going to be. Here's Santa riding. Here's whatever. Just to usher in Christmas in South Haven. Right. And, and again, people say that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You know, there's been so much taken from us. If maybe, yes, if, if me as a 45-year-old man, am I going to sit there and watch that? Right. Probably. If I lived in South Haven, probably not. I'm going right. to be honest. Right. If I have a five-year-old who wonders why I can't go, or maybe, maybe I say maybe a seven or eight-year-old, that would have remembered last year's parade and asking where it is this year, and it's not. If I pull it up online and we can pop some popcorn or make some gingerbread cookies after watching this, I've got nothing against that. Yeah. I mean, if, if he wants to take the work and do it, go for it. I mean, who are we to judge what somebody wants? Like you said, Derek, uh, if he wants to put it together and, and do it, if it can make one kid happy who, who wishes they were at the South Haven Christmas Parade this year, then so be it. Uh, what I would probably do is I would probably – 
watch the parade with my kids, stand behind the uh, the computer and like throw candy at them. Oh, I, mean, I like that. <laughs> like when when the candy was thrown on the screen, just psh, you know pelt them with it. You know, I think that of course in, at Hernando Parade, a lot of times they'll just throw it out on the ground. Are you dodging trailers? Oh, next thing you know, <laughs> kids running out there. Big, you know, love fire department. Uh, fire truck is 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 coming. Uh, you know, with big tires and stuff. They, yeah. they they why did they they stopped at some point? They said, hey, you can't really throw anything. So the, there's the, handouts. Yeah, it's, now we're supposed to hand out. So a kid has to come out there and get it, or you just drop it next to your car. And uh, it's I don't I don't know. But look, city of South Haven, whatever you feel like doing um, to to kind of bring in the holiday spirit, bring in the joy, uh, we certainly uh, can appreciate that here on the podcast. Um, Derek and I are big time for, uh, you know fans of Christmas and the holidays, and uh, we just wish that things weren't the way they are right now, but they are. So, uh, Derek, something else real quick, uh, touching on the, the um, DeSoto County Schools, uh, the 70% Fridays is going to go through the rest of the year. So 70% Fridays is going to go through the rest of the year. Derek, I know 70% Fridays gets out around 12, 12, 15, 12, 30. I know that because just like the school's getting out early, uh, the train here in the city of Fernando proceeds to do its freaking thing every Friday right there at the same time. Well, Fridays, you know, if you don't live here, please, yes. if you want to just be in absolute misery, come to mm-hmm. Hernando at noon, basically between noon and 6 p.m. on Commerce Street between the depot and 55. Just no, come. Derek, you have to emotionally picture something on the other side of the tracks that you need to go do. Yeah. Emotionally picture yeah. it, set out to go do it, and that train's going to be there. It's going to go forward, backward, the backward, forward. The train's going to go back. Then there's uh, then turn around. I'm going to go down Mount Pleasant, or I'm going to try yep. to get to the other side of town, go up McInvale. Oh no, no, no! Now you're catching school traffic coming yep. out of the elementary school. Oh, yeah. Get on McInvale where the high school's letting out, and then try to get there at, at noon. And then oh, by the way, it's also just regular lunch hour. Yeah. Because everybody that's now trying to actually works in town is trying to get lunch. It is a fiasco. Nobody's fault. I, I guess now we can, I guess, well, I'll tell you what, we'll blame the, the train company. Train company, if you're listening to us, we apologize. We're dumping it on you because it, I think it's a grenade line, so we're going we're gonna to dump it on you. Again, it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's bad, but I'm happy for the schools. I think it's a great thing. I think it gives the teachers time to do the planning that they need. The teachers seem to love it. The parents seem not to complain about it, so I'm, I'm assuming they love it. But, again, I, I think that was, you're talking about foresight. That's some foresight. <laughs> where you're still getting to count them as full days, still getting to meet the state requirements, but at the same time, allow the teachers a little more time, start your weekend early, get kids out of the school, and then tr- try to minimize everything best we can. No, I think we – I mean, most parents, I, I mean, I, we do joke about that on – on Fridays, uh, Derek and I talk a lot off, off air about the, the train and it kind of being timed up possibly with the uh, schools letting out. So um, speaking of schools, Derek, if you're out there, if you if any of the school's uh, teachers or principals that maybe listen to me and you guys are having any fundraisers coming up with T-shirts, please reach out to the Print House located right behind Funderburk's Pharmacy right here in Hernando. The Print House is your one-stop shop for printing services. Whether it's business cards, banners, screen printing for T-shirts, as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and T-shirt needs, the ladies at the Print House can help. Simply give them a call at 662-298-3105. That's 662-298-3105. Or find them at theprinthousems.com. That's theprinthousems.com. Derek, I came home today to uh, about 30 huge boxes right there in front of my house uh fedex had dropped off at our house versus dropping off at the print house so got to wow. figure out how to get those just a massive order that they're working on so congratulations to them but uh, a lot of work for me to get that over to the uh to the new to the new office podcast also brought to you by a new advertiser williams services 
Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Entering the fall season, the leaves have started to fall. Williams Services specializes in leaf removal, tree trimming, and fall cleanups. Give Richard a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find them on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S, Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. North Point Christian School is the oldest and largest Christ-centered college preparatory school in DeSoto County. They are essentially located in South Haven, Mississippi. They serve students in grades pre-kindergarten through 12th grade. Would you like to know more about North Point? They are holding their next Preview the Point admissions event on Sunday, December 6th at 2 p.m. Reserve your spot by calling Sheila Sharon in the admissions office at 662-349-5127. Again, Sunday, December 6th at 2 p.m. Call Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. And Derek, lastly, the podcast also brought to you by Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. Please reach out to them at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, now turning to sports, uh, we know what the main topic is going to be uh, that we talk about uh, this morning. But before that, I uh, want to do a, a couple shout-outs to some players over in Lewisburg. Four members of the Lewisburg High School soccer team, uh, there were two boys and two girls, have been selected to play uh, in the upcoming All-Star uh, match uh, that will be held on Saturday, February 13th at Brandon High School. The girls' game will be played at noon, and the boys' game will follow just after that at 1.30. The girls' squad – Is this the uh, like a north-south uh, Mississippi all-star yes, game? Yes, north-south. Uh, the coach uh, – the north squad will have two, again, from Lewisburg. Uh, the two players are Miriam Groskos and Juliana Orberg. Scruggs and Orberg are part of the Lady Patriots squad, and the two boys are Nathan Clayton – and John Ward Grace, Nathan Clayton and John Ward Grace. So, again, congratulations to both uh, Lewisburg, uh, two Lewisburg girls and two boys uh, from their soccer teams who will be representing the North Half All-Star team uh, in the match to be played February 13th in Brandon. Yeah, congratulations to them for sure. Two boys, two girls from Lewisburg going down to play in the, uh, I'm assuming, again, North-South. Mm-hmm. North-South North South, So, we're game. on the North Half. Okay, so so congratulations to them. Shout out to those young people for uh, their hard work. Uh, but look, the main thing we're going to talk about in sports today, Derek, not a very long show today. Uh, some people would probably argue with us, all the talk we talked about, Alderman meetings uh, and so forth. But look, Hernando Tigers, tonight, travel to Oxford Second round of the state playoffs. Uh, just an amazing time, Derek. We've talked about it. We talked about it earlier this week. Hernando went to South Panola, 136-33. Uh, Oxford squeaked by Madison Central, 25-23, for an opportunity to host Hernando. And I'll be darned, it's time to go. You know, Just going to be an amazing time tonight. Well, again, they played, what, 
three weeks ago. Yeah, they played three weeks ago. Hernando uh, led a lot of the game. Hernando led the first half, won the first half, gets into the second half. Oxford sees some momentum, um, had an onside kick that they recovered, uh, got up um, a little bit large, ended up being 37-20, to and then it ended up being 37-27 at the end. Flanagan uh, caught a touchdown towards the end there to make it 37-27. Derek, I've told you before, in my scouting of Oxford, I've watched them a couple times. I watched them in person. I've watched them online. Quarterback play, Hernando has the edge in quarterback play. Uh, which in the high school ranks, that's a big deal. That's a huge they deal. rotate quarterbacks. Uh, neither to me, and I hope I don't eat my words, but neither to, uh, quarterback to me is as good as Zach Wilkie uh, is for Hernando. So, Zach, if you listen to the show before uh, the game, uh, we're definitely encouraging you. I, you are the, the best quarterback on the field tonight, and I hope you show out uh, tonight. Man, and that, you know, what happens you know, you know, when you have two quarterbacks, you know, yeah, typically the saying is if you have two, you don't have one. You don't have one. That's exactly. That's exactly right. So just not, you know, don't have the strongest of arms. Uh, I do not feel like Oxford is a state champion team. Uh, and I feel like Hernando uh, played them well three weeks ago. I think Hernando is going to be okay tonight. Uh, I, I certainly hope so. They went to South Pinella and won, man. Five and two on the road this year. Five and two on the road. And we'll find out whether or not they're, they're good enough to win a state championship. However, they know how to win the close game. They've Correct. proven it time Very and well time. Coached. I mean, they're. I mean, Very well coached. I mean, their, their record's what, 10 and 0, 9 and 0? So they know how to win the close game. Correct. Hernando, throughout the season, did not. Okay. They, they, they barely lost to South Panola. They barely lose to Horn Lake. They give it away to Oxford basically in the fourth quarter. You know, they finally, finally, last weekend, yes. found out how to win the close game. How to not only to go up late in the fourth quarter, but to actually prevent the other team from getting that heartbreaking touchdown, you know, to send you home. Correct. And so you say, all right, maybe that's it. Maybe they finally got over the hump, first win, playoff win since 2001. They're over the hump. They have, Not only did they get over the hump, but they got over it in a tough, hard fault, had to win at the end game. And so maybe that's what they needed to, to do the same thing again two weeks in a row. Yeah. You know, they, they taste that victory. They know how to win, how to come from behind to win, and also how to win the close one. Oxford's been doing it all year. I'm looking forward to a great game. Yeah, definitely. And look, try and find it on Facebook. Uh, Hernando Football Boosters uh, Facebook page is going to be there. I, Derek, the other night I looked up, I think there was 110 people or so watching towards the end. What was pretty neat to watch is that it was getting closer and closer to the end. The number of people were going up. Well, that, what that was telling me is people were actually texting each oh, other yeah. all around town saying, I'll be guy. Hey, man, they may win this thing, flip it over to the game, turn it on or whatever. So let's see if we can get that in the triple digits and keep it there. Maybe two, three hundred, four hundred people watching that Facebook feed uh, to support these kids tonight. Look, Zach Wilkie, Reed Flanagan, Sean Wade, Brody Martin. I'm just riding around spouting off some names of people, some kids I know. McLean Rafferty, uh, junior, uh, good friend of ours. We wish you guys nothing but the best, nothing but luck. You are the only DeSoto County team remaining, and we're going to pull hard for you. Hey, well, I mean, if, again, you, you don't want to say this until you know the outcome, but win or lose, you know, just an absolutely amazing season, uh, an absolutely great playoff win. I mean, you know, you third in the district. Probably should have been second, especially when Tupelo forfeits it away. Just, I mean, let's go in. You, you, house money. That's it's it. absolute house That's money. It. All the pressure's on Oxford. They're undefeated. They, they're trying to stay undefeated. You don't want to get that first loss in the playoff. And so, you know, and, and they've already beat you once. It's house money. Go That's have it. fun. Absolutely. Go out there. Just, you know, blow your necks. Play the best game you could play. And, you know, whatever happens, you know, hold your head up high, fellas, because this is a great year. You've done something that hasn't been done in two decades in Hernando. And uh, so just looking for a great game tonight. 
Absolutely. Again, all those young men we just mentioned will be pulling hard for you. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about, Derek, when it comes to sports uh, this weekend, other than the uh, the team that's right under the water tower, literally right here with us. Um, we started this podcast. One of the main things we, we knew we were going to talk about a ton was the Hernando Tigers, and we, we just wish these guys the best of luck tonight as they travel to Oxford. The fans, be careful. Uh, drive safe. Uh, just go down and enjoy every second of it, man, and we just wish y'all nothing but the best, and we'll be pulling hard for you tonight. So, look, be sure and find it on Facebook tonight if you can hear our voices please find it on the facebook page support these young men um pay attention to it you know Derek, if uh if the hernando tigers i'm calling something we don't we're not calling no if the hernando tigers win tonight the utw podcast Derek big lane matt crane in the parking lot welcoming these young men home deal oh at the end of the game okay that's the, part, I'm, I'm it might be that. midnight I'm but we'll be there i'm perfectly fine with that <laughs> okay uh, here right come wake me up yeah all right, exactly. Come let, me, let, me, let me get my let me get my 10 p.m. coffee. Yeah, it looks like and, remember and the I, Titans. I you know, will be there. I will yeah. be there. So look, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you heard some people's names today, uh, be sure and shout out to those young people. Uh, be sure and tell them what you, you know that you appreciate them uh, and and that they've given you some good memories this year. Um, but if you enjoy what you're hearing on the podcast, look us up on Facebook at UTW Podcast. That's UTW Podcast on Facebook. On Instagram at UTW Podcast as well. That's Instagram on UTW Podcast and on Twitter. A little bit shorter, UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. Most importantly, please, wherever you hear our voice, go to your podcast provider, hit subscribe. That way you'll know exactly when each and uh, Tuesday, every Tuesday and Friday when we put our shows out. Uh, helps us with advertising, helps us with our numbers to be able to talk to people about working with us on our show. We have some awesome stuff coming up with the UTW podcast that we can't really talk about yet. Uh, different merchandise opportunities, different fundraising with merchandise opportunities coming up. Uh, we're working on those now. So we're just a lot of growth and a lot of fun things happening uh, right now for the, uh, the podcast. And most importantly, look, if you like what you hear, tell your friends, tell your family. If you don't like what you hear, tell your friends, tell your family. Put it on Hernando Happenings. Do whatever you want to do with our show. Please continue to help us grow uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing. Yeah, please subscribe. Uh, hit the five-star review. It's always appreciated. And uh, we just love being able to come here twice a week and just and uh, sharing all the news we have in the county with you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Derek, not a whole lot left to say, but go Tigers. Uh, we'll be pulling tonight. If there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Drop